0: Well, hey, good morning, church. Today is a great day to hear the word of God. And I want to continue on our series, Do You See What I See? You know, this is the question that God has for each one of us. Do you see things the same way that God sees them? Do you see yourself the way God sees you? If not, you're the one that needs to have an eye exam. We need to adjust how we see ourselves because God sees you. Listen, he sees you really as nothing without Christ. We're never intended to live our lives apart from Christ. I believe Jesus in John 15, 5, without me, you can do nothing. But the other side of that same coin is that God sees you as everything with Christ. Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ. Who gives me strength? That's you and that's me. Christ makes all the difference in your identity. You're a somebody with Christ, but you can do nothing and you're a nobody without Christ. So when you start to see God clearly, you will really know who you are and it will change everything about your life. You know, our birth, we said this last week, it's our birth, not our behavior that determines our identity well, same thing with our spiritual birth. Who you are in Christ is not about how religious you are. It's not about how morally, uh, you know, upstanding you are. It's all about were you born into Christ? Do you have his DNA? And I believe that if the answer is yes, I've received Jesus, his DNA is running through you. And the more you... Behold him, it so becomes to him. the more you recognize who your real source is, who your real father is, then the more you'll become like him. The Bible says, as we behold him, we are increasingly transformed into his same likeness. so that 's the question that God is asking us. Do you see yourself the way I see you? Do you see how God sees you? Do you see that it is God who sees you the more most accurately. He's the one who made you. He's the one who recreated you. And so we need to adjust to his perspective. It is God's perspective. And so another word for adjust is repent. It means a change of mindset. Change your viewpoint and your belief. We need to repent about how we look at ourselves. Uh, another word in the Bible that is important for us to do is, is to confess. And to confess doesn't mean admit. Confess means to speak in agreement with. So repent of seeing yourself of what others maybe are telling you about who you are. Because they're telling a lie. Repent of seeing yourself yourself. Uh, according to how you feel. You are not what you feel. You are who God says you are and how God sees you. And then confess. Well, you confess by speaking in alignment with what God speaks about you. Okay. That we get into the word of God every day. And we need to be in the word of God because that's like our mirror. You look into a physical mirror to see what you look like physically. But if you want to know what you look like spiritually, you need to look into the Word of God, the mirror of God's Word, and read what God says about you. And you will be not conformed, Romans chapter 12, don't be conformed to the pattern or the system or the mindset of this world, but instead be transformed. By the renewing, the realignment of your mind. And Ephesians says that we're, we need to be renewed in the attitude of our minds. So we, it's, it's like being brainwashed. Yes, we need our brains to be washed by the water of God's Word so that we are renewed into the right way of thinking. But I want to give you four Four or five important ways how God sees you that are very critical if you want to live a champion life. Now, what does a champion life mean? Uh, Romans chapter five, verse 17 says that if we've received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we will reign in life, reign and rule in life. Well, that all has to do with with uh, being a champion in life it's better than having a, a an education or a stable job reigning in life comes when you receive this and you believe this abundance of grace that god has given you and this gift the free gift not you you've worked for it not that you've earned it but it's a gift of right standing with god and four or five key elements is number one write these down god sees you as acceptable, acceptable. Ang Diyos ay mabuti dahil tinanggap niya tayo just as where you are. Titus chapter 3 verse 5 to 7 says, God saved us not because we were good enough, but because of his kindness and grace by washing away our sins all because Of What Jesus Christ our Savior did so that he could declare us acceptable in God's eyes and Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 says it's to the praise of the glory of his grace that he made us accepted in the beloved that's Jesus he's made you weren't acceptable but God has made you acceptable in Christ. And the worst thing I think that people feel today is the feeling of rejection, rejection from teachers or peers or your boss or worse is rejection from your own parents, just like King David experienced. In Psalms 27, verse 10, David said, even if my father and mother forsake me, the Lord Will receive me. The Lord will accept me and God sees you as acceptable. The opposite of acceptance is rejection. But the opposite of rejection is being chosen. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, the Bible says He chose us in Him, in Christ, before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. By His love. What a great feeling to be chosen. I mean, it's, it's a horrible feeling to be rejected or left out, excluded. But the Bible says God chose you before He ever created this world. Now, it's really great to be chosen, but the more prestigious, the more, um, great the person who chooses you the greater the experience of being chosen you could be chosen by somebody who doesn't matter but when you're chosen by the king of the universe that's a great feeling and first peter chapter first peter chapter 2 verse 9 says you have been chosen by god himself so the more prestigious is the one who chooses you the more valuable you can feel It's a major hurt that every person can experience when they feel rejected. It's a wound, not in our body, but in our soul. And most people will do anything to avoid being rejected. Friends, when you understand and believe that God sees you as acceptable, you won't have to perform. You won't have to please other people. You won't have to uh, try hard to behave a certain way or to be accepted. You won't have to try hard to be liked or appreciated or recognized. Why? Because you know that acceptance is a gift that God gives you. He sees you, no matter how you see yourself, God sees you as acceptable. And listen, God doesn't need for you to change in order for Him to accept you. He accepts you where is, however you are right now. And that's something that only a Heavenly Father can give us. You know, a lot of parents give their acceptance to their children with conditions, with strings attached. You know, I accept you if you Take care of me. If you support me, or maybe some of you have experienced rejection from your biological parents. Maaring pinalayas, pinahia, or ikinakahia, or itinakwil. And many people spend their whole lives trying to prove something in order to be accepted. But your Father in heaven accepts you and approves of you. Because of Jesus, when Jesus is attached to your life because you've received him, he accepts you on the basis of Christ and his perfect performance, not on the basis of any of your own personal performance. And you may never get the approval or the acceptance of other people. Maybe your own parents felt rejection, too. Maybe other people who rejected you don't feel accepted themselves. But because of Jesus, our acceptance doesn't come from our performance or our behavior. It comes from the perfect one who does the accepting. His love is mature and perfect. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 3 to 4, was a vision of Zechariah where he saw Joshua, the high priest, having filthy clothes on. But then something happened. The Lord and his angels said, see, in Zechariah 3, verse 3 to 4, it says, I have taken away your sin and will give you new clothes to wear. Those new clothes are like the robe that the prodigal son was given. And it's, it's a covering. So that it covers the righteousness of yourself and you get to wear the status and the righteousness of the Father himself. 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin become sin so that in him we could become the righteousness. Another word for righteousness is acceptableness of God. And Jesus told about a parable where a man attended a wedding, beautiful wedding and a very formal wedding, but one guy was there without the proper dress code at Pinalayasha because he was not wearing the acceptable attire. Friends, when it comes to the great wedding feast in heaven, it's not about your own righteousness. It's about whether you're wearing The robe of Jesus Christ, whether you have been clothed with his garments. Isaiah 61 10 says he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. And Galatians 3 27 says you who were baptized into Christ, you have clothed yourself with Christ. So when you receive Christ, God sees you as acceptable. Acceptable. Number two, how God sees you, He sees you as lovable. Oh, God so loved the world. kasama tayo kasama God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, Jesus, so that whoever would believe in Him will not perish, hindi kundi makakaroon na tunay, buhay in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 4, the, the Lord declares that you are precious and honored in my sight. He loves you. He sees you as precious, lovable, and honored. Isaiah fifty-four, ten, the Lord says, my love for you will never end. Jeremiah 31, verse 3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Now, God's love is very different than man's love. Una, ang love ng Diyos ay consistent. Hindi siya moody, hindi siya nagbabago, or ang kanyang pag-ibig ay hindi nagbidipend sa iyong performance, or kung anong mood mo, or kung anong decision mo, or kung anong feeling mo. You might not feel lovable, but God still sees you as lovable. You might not act lovable, But God still views you as worthy of his love. And it's his choice. So, number one, his love is consistent. Second thing is God's love is unconditional. There's no strings attached. It's God loved the world as a gift. He did not love you with uh, a condition like, okay, I'll love you if You attend church. I'll love you if you stop doing this or that sin. God's love does not come to those who are clean. God cleans those who received his love. Let me put it this way. God doesn't love what he washes. He washes what he loves. And he has washed us by his blood, by his sacrifice, and makes us lovable. You and me who were not lovable, but God has made you lovable. He chose to love you. And the third thing is it's everlasting. Oh, God's love never fails. Romans chapter eight talks about this, that nothing will ever separate you from the love of God. God will never love you less than he loves you today, right now. God will never love you more or less because his love is not based on conditions. It's based on his character. God is love. It's not just something he does. It's who he is. Now, love for people, the way people love you, it might fluctuate. But not the love that is rooted in the soil of the Lord. God's Love is something that you can put your roots into. You can put your dependence, your commitment into the soil of his marvelous love. And don't ever forget that we were loved before we even loved him. God loved us first, not us loving him. And that's real love. And the Bible says that he loved us while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So how much more that we've been cleaned from sin, how much more God's love is consistent. It is unconditional and it is eternal, never ending. Now, something else that when we forget we're loved, we often get into trouble. I believe that the definition of sin is really choosing to doubt God's love. This is what Adam fell into. He fell into sin because he believed the lie that God didn't love him, that God wouldn't take care of him and provide for him. Moses, David, you name it. We all get into sin because we start to doubt God's love. We doubt that God has our best interest at heart. And when you don't feel or you don't believe that you're loved, it causes you to behave as one who is unloved. That's what happened when the prodigal son rebelled and left his father. He just believed that his father did not love him enough. When he repented, it was when he saw and believed, my father is so loving. There's no way. He would mistreat me. His heart for me is always good. And he was able to repent when he believed that his father loved him. God sees you as lovable. And if you believe that, it will keep you out of sin. It will keep you out of fear. It will keep you out of jealousy and envy and all kinds of evil. It's when we believe that God loves us that the Bible says the, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. That's what people get into when they don't have or believe the father's love. First John chapter two, verse 15 to 17 says if the if anyone loves the world, it's just simply because they don't yet have the love of the father in them. The third way that God sees you is He sees you as forgivable. That's right. There's no sin that He cannot forgive. All kinds of sin are forgivable. God's promise for the people in the new covenant is that I will remember their sins no more. (laughs) Hindi ibig sabihin postpon na yung punishment. Hindi ibig sabihin na babawasan ang punishment. No, the Lord promises, I will not even remember them. I will not attach them to you ever again. Oh, God has a way of removing sin, and it's through what happened to Jesus on the cross. inabsorb nya ang kasalanan. Hindi binaliwala, hindi parang naging bulag. No, Isaiah chapter forty three verse twenty three says. I blot out your transgression for my own sake. And I remember your sins no more. God chooses not to see you as a sinner. In Christ, God chooses to see you as one who is perfectly forever forgiven. A right standing without being a good person. You might think you're a pretty good person. You might think that God will grade you with a passing grade. The truth is, we were all born with the DNA of sin. And we need to be born again to have the DNA of a saint. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says that he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be Holy and without fault in his eyes. That's right. In him, we have what's called redemption, which basically means the forgiveness of sins. So God sees you as forgivable. Now, friends, let me just get personal for a moment. I hate sin. God hates sin. Not that God hates you. He hates sin because sin hurts you and God loves you. And I hate sin because it causes us to miss out on God's best. It's not a matter of if God will accept you, love you, or forgive you. Those things we've been talking about are already settled once and for all in Christ. So there is no sin that God cannot take care of in your life When you receive Jesus, the problem is sin hurts you. Sin keeps you from experiencing the love and the forgiveness and the acceptance of God. Yes, you could be accepted, but you don't know it because you're blinded by sin. Yeah, you can be loved by God, but you won't feel and experience that love because of sin. Yes, you are forgiven of all your sins if you're in Christ. But you might feel guilty. You might feel condemned. It's not God who condemns you. He's the one who's been so busy taking sin off of you. And so I don't want you to think that sin is not important to stop. It's very important. I just want you to know that sin is not a hindrance for God to love and accept and forgive you. Now, you might be thinking, well, then it doesn't matter. I can sin. I can do whatever I feel like doing. And no, no, listen. Sin grieves the heart of God because he loves you so much. You don't have to live your life miserable. You don't have to live your life in the flesh, doing things that your body tells you to do. You know, the problem is we spend too much time looking at things on the Internet, looking at things uh, on television, and listening to the other people. So many of these things are lying to you about who you are. Every sexual sin could be stopped if you just believe that God loves you. Every fear, every jealousy, every hurt and offense... Would be out of your life if you just believed that God accepts you. You know, God has a solution for sin. And that is believe. Believe that you're accepted. Believe that you are loved. Believe that you are forgivable. Now listen, number four. God sees you as capable. That's the grace of God. The power of God flowing into you to enable you and make you capable of doing whatever he wants you to do to become whoever he wants you to be and if you might have a dream you might have this desire i want to be like this i want to do that you know whatever it is you're capable of doing what god has called you to do but you will never achieve that if you don't believe that god has graced you to do it. Philippians 4.13, again, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, who gives me the grace. You know, water is tasteless, but when you put the tea bag into the water, it affects the water and makes the water taste like tea. The color changes, the aroma changes, and that's your life when Christ comes into you. The tasteless, colorless, cheap, worthless life becomes so godly, so capable, so flavorful, so colorful. Why? Because Christ in you is your hope for glory. Second Corinthians chapter three and verse five and six says the capacity or the ability that we have comes from God. It is he who made us capable or another version says he's qualified us for serving in this new covenant. So what is God calling you to do? Is there a mission, a a purpose for your life that you feel God is leading you to do, you know, maybe God is leading you to be an engineer or a doctor or or, or a teacher or a missionary, uh, maybe a politician or a student that would influence other people, a businessman that would change the climate of the city, whatever it is that God deposited into your life, God will equip you and make you capable of doing it. He'll just seek first his kingdom, put him ahead of yourself. But God will enable you by his grace to do whatever he's called you to do and to be whoever he's called you to be. But you've got to see yourself as capable. Don't see yourself as a failure, as weak. You might say, well, I'm poor, I'm sickly, or I have a limitation, a handicap. No, God's grace empowers you, enabling you to accomplish whatever God has tasked you to do. And you will do. There's always a process. There's always a process, but he will enable you. You are capable to do whatever he's called you to do. Now, there's two things that will enhance the capability that God gives to you. And it's the same two things that a newborn baby would need una a baby needs milk pangalawa a baby needs parents the presence and the milk so sa atin para tayo mga babies din sa panginoon we need first of all the milk that's god's word in your heart nangangailangan natin ng nourishment that's milk and later on it becomes spiritual food Meat. It's what you're receiving today. Thank God. You're listening to the Word of God today. That is real food. And a baby needs food to grow. A Christian needs food to become capable of doing strong in the Lord. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and 17 talks about the Bible, the Word of God. It's, it's the scriptures that will Make us capable to have all that we need to do every good work. Psalms 119 says, I've hidden your word in my heart so that I'll be capable of not sinning. You'll never be able to avoid sin without God's word. That's how Jesus avoided sin. He quoted the Bible. He used his food from the word of God. And you need God's word. And the next thing you need is God's presence in your life. When a baby is born, he or she seeks out the presence of mother. The presence of, I mean, it's instinctive. We need the presence of our parent. If you're a believer in Christ, you've got to get into the presence of God frequently, rapidly. If you feel temptation, run to the presence of God. Psalms 100 says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. If you have fear, if you feel doubt, if you feel depressed, if you feel you're lacking something, if you feel like you're being deceived and you're not seeing yourself clearly, get the word of God. Get into God's presence, the word of God in your heart, the presence of God in your life, and you'll begin to see What God sees that you are acceptable, that you are lovable, that you are forgivable and that you are capable. All of these things only because of Jesus Christ, the only way to be saved, the only way to be forgiven, the only way to be lovable in God's eyes, to be forgiven In the records of heaven, the only way is through Jesus Christ. So consider your old life without Christ dead and consider yourself now with Christ alive unto God. You know, how did you come to realize I I, I wear glasses and I know I needed glasses when I couldn't see things clearly? Well, a lot of us need spiritual glasses. Put on the lenses of God's grace put on the word of God so that you can see yourself the way God sees you and when you see things clearly oh everything else is affected in your life listen I love you I love you very much and I want the word of God to abide because when you have the word of God dwelling in you richly Oh, you will experience a champion life. Let's pray together. And if you haven't received Jesus, this is a good time to take the first step. Open your heart. Kusang loob. Papasukin mo si Jesus bilang iyong tanging pag-asa, tagapagligtas at Panginoon ng buhay mo. Wala ng ibang pag-asa, wala ng ibang way, kundi si Jesus. Sabi niya, walang makakaabot sa Ama, kundi sa pamamagitan ko. Maring humikit tayo at ilagay natin ang mga kamay sa dibdib at let's pray. Lord Jesus, we need you. Kayo po, Panginoon Jesus, ang tanging pag-asa ko. Pinapasok na kita sa aking buhay at tinatanggap kita bilang tagapagligtas at manager ng aking buhay. Naway po, Panginoon, bigyan mo ako ng malinaw na pagtingin sa sarili ko. Gawin mo akong uh, believer sa iyong perspective upang ako ay makita ng sarili ko bilang acceptable and lovable forgivable and capable to do everything you've assigned me to do and to become the person that you've ordained me to become in Jesus name Amen, amen. Love you, God bless you Pag-usapan niyo ito sa mga cell group niyo this week Kung cell group reach out to someone who invited you Just say, hey, I I need a cell group. in person, puede through Zoom or Messenger. But connect with other believers and start to get a clear perspective of life. God bless you. See you back next week for part four of Do You See What I See?